welcome to The Perfect Blend, the podcast where we pair the books we read with a delicious cup of tea. I'm Shelley Haskell. And I'm Candy Beaker. Welcome to The Perfect Blend. Na, 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 na. I'm Candy. And I'm Shelley. And we're grateful that you are listening to us today. We are discussing Goodbye Earl. That's right. Goodbye Earl by Lisa Frostfit. And this is her book. I don't know. I think this is her fourth or fifth book. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Fifth book, I, I believe. She is a homemaker. She is a homemaker and a writer. She's a writer as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's a writer. And I thought it was interesting that she put homemaker as her because she writes mm-hmm. and she's chugging along. She lives in Kentucky with her husband and their two teenagers. And she grew up listening to the Dixie. Chicks, now known as the Chicks. Well, this book is based on that song a little bit, right? Yes, it is. So, Goodbye Earl came out this year, July of last year. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting book, and I thought it was going to be a lot kitschier, like the song, because the song is really dark humor, kitschy. This had some dark humor in it, but it was a great story about friendship, the South, and the summer. And before we get into the story anymore, what did you choose to drink to go with this book? What tea? I pulled some flavors that came up in the story, and I happen to have this in my cabinet. It's Bigelow's Botanicals, and it's an iced tea flavoring, uh, iced tea, cold tea, and it's a blueberry, citrus, and basil, mm. and it has purple pea flower in it. We know we love that color. Yes, we do. And it's very citrusy. You can smell the basil in it, but I know that they were talking about, well, they have all the baking stuff that they're always doing, and blueberries and citrus, and they have, at one point, Esme was talking about holly basil tea, so I was looking for some basil to add. I was surprised that basil as strong as basil is it's really good in tea it is i mean you can totally tell what it is but it's not you're tasting spaghetti or anything it doesn't overpower Mm -mm. all the other flavors which is surprising because it is strong I went with Lipton's Sweet Iced Tea. This book just brought me back to Southern Summers. Mm -hmm. We always had a pitcher of iced tea in the fridge, and it it was just a staple in our household. So this book just brought back all kinds of neat things. So I stuck with an oldie but a goodie. Yes, well, summer sweet tea, definitely. Mm -hmm. In the South, sweet tea's every day. (laughs) Yes. We both want to thank you for giving us a listen. We would love it if you would leave comments or book suggestions and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify if you enjoy your time with us. Yes, that would be wonderful because we would like to hear what books you want to hear about and what teas we pair them with. Goodbye Earl is a story about four friends, two of which who stay in their hometown and build up family businesses, or one of them contributes to a family business. They are working in baking and entertaining, I guess, because they do. Yeah, and bit planning and stuff. They do event planning. One has gone to New York and one has gone all different places (laughs) doing nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. And one of them has something happened in the past that the one in New York will not talk about. Casey. Yeah. So it's Rosemary, Ada, Caroline, and Casey. And Casey. That are old friends. And they graduated in 2004. You want to talk about something making me feel old. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) And they're coming back for a wedding. And so the girls call themselves Rack, their crew, and they do keep in touch, maybe probably more than, I don't know, than I did with some of my friends after 15 years. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of come in and out of groups. 
it was interesting how they really were just a tight-knit group and they were they were all different types of girls really they weren't exactly the same clique even though i think each of them had their own friendship particularly ada she had a bigger friendship group she also had a family that was well off Mm -hmm. and and had a business that was a part of the community in right what's it goldie was the name of the town goldie and goldie and goldie even the name of the town sounds like old southern miss yes i don't know any towns named goldie but i would not put it past any place in the south to have someplace that no i wouldn't either i mean to, to us that's okay yeah so her family is well established and she has taken over and changed the business to to fit her creativity and to meet the needs as you move into the future and caro bakes and helps her with that she pretty much runs the what's called the oplum bakery or the plum bakery and she worked there as a young person too with ada's family at that time too so she's been there for a long time and basically is the main person in that part mm -hmm. so it's she's always making good stuff for everybody if you think lily pulitzer southern that's what i picture ada the pink oh ada mm -hmm. the lime green she's into the girly southern preppy she would be the southern preppy yeah. type girl i can see that or if you want to picture what she would be like in person mm -hmm. but not the snobby preppy she's been brought up proper and she, there's certain ways that you do things but she's very generous every time you turn around if they're going somewhere she's got to pick up flowers and cupcakes and something else to eat and something else she never comes empty-handed no she doesn't she's very thoughtful about those things it's just ingrained in her dna that she needs to do that and that's her way to, to show comfort and love. And we have Rosemary and Caroline and Casey, and they are not quite those kind of people. And it's very interesting, the friendship that they have forged, because they are very different people. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is a fictionalized group of friends, but it works really well in the story. And I can appreciate each of them understanding, say, Rosemary's openness and adventurous side and Caroline and her more reserved, quiet side. Both Caroline and Kelsey came from... Casey. I mean, Casey came from very poor situations mm -hmm. where they did not have a great family and a lot of money or anything like that. But they were still very much a part of this friend group and they all seem to accept that. And in high school, that can be a different thing to have as a group of friends. <laughs> it's true. So, and they were, despite their shortcomings, despite their backgrounds, despite their parents, whatever they were putting up with, they all mm -hmm. faced it together. And that was their kind of they were survival kit that rack and the rack stands for rosemary ada caroline casey mm -hmm. and they were rack forever and I thought that was, to me, it was very heartwarming that they kept this up and that they had this, that it was, uh, no matter what else is going on in your life, you have us and we're here for each other. They're back together after 15 years because of Ada's little sister, little sister is getting married and Casey came back, which was very surprising to them because she had recently missed one of their weddings. Mm-hmm. 
and would not return. And we find out throughout the story that Casey left right after high school and never came back until this one moment. And there was definitely some things why that happened. And we knew about there was some kind of event that might have happened at the very beginning, but we didn't know that to what depth things, Mm -hmm. how difficult it was for Casey until much later in the story. And that's very interesting as to how difficult her life really was. It's alluded to that something happened at graduation and she just closed Mm -hmm. shop. She didn't tell them anything. She did not talk about it. She was gone. She left early mm-hmm. and they never knew what happened. But then as you go through and just like in life, everybody had secrets. Everybody has secrets and they're not being fully forthcoming with Rack. Everybody's got something that they're holding back that they're not talking about. And as they're together for the wedding, things start to spill out. And because they know each other so well, they're picking up on cues that nobody else pays attention to. So what they're hiding right. in plain sight, the other ones can see the cracks in it, which I think is, it's such a, what a wonderful thing to have people who know you so well that they know something's going on and all they want to do is help. Even if you don't want that help because you're embarrassed or you just don't want to talk about it. You don't want to put the what's happening into words to actually make it a real thing. Right. This is not a group of mean girls, is it? No, it's not. I mean, they do not poke without care. They let it be if somebody needs you to let it be. They're not one-upping each other. No. Even all the time later when they all have different types of life and choices. Actually, they've all kind of turned out pretty well off, in my opinion. But Yeah. They celebrate okay. each other. Uh-huh. They celebrate each other. So I thought that that part was interesting as far as the story went along. And it really it brings a different story to here. I really thought we were going to be, you know, you think, oh, revenge Mm -hmm. because it says on the title a a revenge story right a story of revenge and you know the song and if you don't know the song you look it up like i did because i did not know that it was a song until i was looking up about the book and found out it was a song i am totally clueless when it comes to the chicks or Dixie Chicks, or hardly any of their stuff. I made you watch the video. (laughs) I I got a little lesson in all that. And so I thought it was going to be kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And it was great how it did portray that song in their lives a little bit, but it was different. It was just not, I thought it was going to go out and get them and track them down more. Yeah. yeah. And it was really mostly about these girls growing up and coming back together as a friendship. And actually almost half the book is that. Yeah. It's the bond. Uh It's the bond of their friendship. This does address domestic violence Mm -hmm. in more than one situation and how that affect everybody and how they end up dealing with it. And it's a, a very cathartic thing for all of them to come to terms with what happened and to, I don't know, just, they're just there for each other to get through it. I would like to think I would be that kind of friend. <laughs> I have always said, uh, you know, if you know, would you be willing to take the rap for to help somebody out that's really the the bottom yeah. line but they weren't even thinking about the rap they're like this is a done deal we got this yes. planned out it's perfect and they end up it's surprising what happens in the town after this major event takes place and you think if you knew this all along then why is it just taking you now to step up so and that's a part of it too things go on because you just accept that it can't be changed but then when the group collective gets together it's amazing what they can do and it's a shame 
Well, small town life, I think mm -hmm. this thing really shows a difference in small town life in, let's say, the 90s. <laughs> And small town life in America now, they've shown how even in this small town, we've got niche businesses of different types of beds and breakfasts, organic stores, and different kinds of farm to table lifestyle, probably. And also they've taken the old things and refurbished them to keep the essence of those old things, but also to save that and bring it into the now. But if we look at what, it takes a small bit of the past and the the mentality and the society structure of the past. And it really plays that into some of the events at, at that time. And then it, we parallel that with some events, modern times, right? And how the town reacts differently in those two time frames. Yes. And I think that makes a very interesting story mm -hmm. and worthy of discussion. Because when you go into the story, you're thinking, haha, this is going to be bad dude gets his match. You, it's right in the Title, right. right right but we also see so many other layers about how to be a friend and not just that but we also have a lot of different types of men in this story oh good point i wouldn't say they were all bad no i watched the lost flowers of yeah alice Hart. i remember you talking about that yeah and i was like gosh every man every single man in this is uh, horrible and so it was kind of off-putting so I think that's just the movie adaptation kind of thing so I don't know if the book is like that I'm still willing to read it and check it out but this one we had really understanding guys we had stand-up guys we had open to whatever guys you know Leo is he's the artsy oh my gosh kind of guy that would be like I love Leo Leo's my favorite guy he's awesome yes and he is love is love he's sort of the hippie but he's like I love Rosemary and I I love her for who she is. I love her today. I love her tomorrow. I will not stop loving her no yes. matter what she does, where she goes, who she's with. I love her. <laughs> that part of seeing how people can be considerate and understanding and accepting somebody as an equal partner and friend and mm -hmm. love, that openness is really the epitome to me of what a good relationship is. And I think he shows that. And he is such a nice guy, even the right. jerks. <laughs> He's still a nice guy. He doesn't have time. Right. That's not in his universe to, right. to do those things. He's only going to focus on what he loves and what he's passionate about and he's going to see you know he filters out all the other stuff it just doesn't it's not going to matter to him he's not going to let that in he was a really great character i think ada's husband i give him major props because uh -huh. i thought that he was going i thought his their story was going to be different well, he's a traditionalist kind of guy, right? He mm -hmm. has, he's a guy's guy. He's going to hang out with his buds. He's going to be on the golf course or he's going to be out on the boats and fishing, hitting back a beer, whatever. And she has her many projects that she's always going to be involved in, but they are very supportive and caring towards each other and accepting of each other as well. But they have that more Southern, I don't know, just family lifestyle, just yes, out and out and about and my group of friends and your group of friends, it's okay, you know? Right. And so he kind of has that side of things. I worried he was going to be not supportive mm -hmm. with everything that was going on. Right. So some characters I was pleasantly surprised by. Mm -hmm. And some characters I just, yeah, I wanted my Louisville slugger. Mm -hmm. I really just, you want to go at them and show them. 
Yeah, there's some definite bad, crappy people in the story. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And even though that's a big part of the plot, I think the real takeaway from this is the support and the friendship and that community that they have, because that never really wavers. That doesn't waver through the whole book, no matter what happens. I think one of the things that kind of took me aback a little bit when I was reading the book that was the continuous emails back and forth when we got to some of those sections of how to keep in touch. I think it was a great writing style to try to mm -hmm. use that, but I think it was, well, I just skipped over all the headings because she had the entire heading every time because I was back and forth between the right. audio part and the book part. Oh, oh Lord. And the audio part, it was like, oh my gosh. Did it read them? They would read all the lines of, and it's like everybody's Gmail yeah. and it's their whole name, their Gmails. <laughs> so I was just like, this is crazy. So when I was reading the book, of course, I'm not going to read all of that. I'm not going to read <laughs> that every time, but it was there to let us know how they kept in touch over those years and how intensely um, familiar they were with each other in these group emails. Mm -hmm. um, I guess they're text now, but we're talking about the early 2000s. So I suppose emails would have been more of the way to go. I don't know. Yeah, probably, because I didn't get a cell phone until I guess I had one in 2001 in the early 2000s, but it was a Nokia. Yeah, I think we had them early. In the you could have lifted weights with that thing. Yeah. You didn't text on it. We emailed yeah so what did you think about rosemary's growing up her family and their house did you not want to go to the house and sit in the sunken couch and lay on the trampoline yeah. they're very groovy people uh -huh. So I could see it. I could see it. Like, I don't want a trampoline, but I'd definitely get my hammock. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't say I'd be feeling as groovy as they are, but I could sit in my hammock and just watch the world go by and it would be awesome. These kids <laughs> had some great places to hang out. The houses were pretty nice. And thank God they had a place. And the parents, they just took them all in. And that's such a lovely thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that really growing no. up. And I hope I gave that to my kids because I didn't. Yeah. Just have people show up. If you're the Kool-Aid mom, you know, everybody's at your house. Right. That, that wasn't kind of a thing that was available in my household. Yeah. I think the story itself, there was a point where I was like, oh my gosh, when, what's going on? Because like I said, it, it went long in the relationship building. Yes. And I did read on Goodreads a couple of people that said they DNF'd it because of that. And I had to comment back, like, you get back in there because you're going to love the way this story goes. Mm -hmm. Just because it didn't move fast enough for you doesn't mean this. I didn't say that part. I just said, get back in there and read it. You'll love the way the story goes. <laughs> but, but seriously. You said it on the inside. <laughs> on the inside. The rest of the sentence was, you know, hey. <laughs> Just because it didn't go as fast as you wanted it to. I felt that way too, but I did not stop. I found that in many books that the longer that relationship building is, the more intense the events mm -hmm. and the resolutions are for the reader. So you really do want a good buildup. <laughs> and I wanted to know what was going on, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed the story and how they were reconnecting and they were learning to help each other out in new ways as adults and dealing with the things that were going on in life. Mm -hmm. So for me, I loved all of it. I loved the talking about the town and, and the food. And you know me, I love food and all of that stuff. So when it started getting to it, it was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready now. I just enjoyed getting to know the characters and thinking about what it was like there, picturing it in my head. 
Another thing that came up in another group discussion I was in, and I'm going to ask you this, do you think the title is enough to give you warning that there might be some intense violence and abuse? Yes. Well, I expected it because of the song, mm -hmm. because she is abused in the song. So I figured this was going to be something bad has to happen right. for you to go that far. For a goodbye Earl, it has to be bad. Yeah. So yeah, I did expect it. Uh, it's hard to believe. And, and I say this because I don't have that experience. My husband's probably more scared of me than I am of him. Life's experience has brought me into many different worlds of people. And I've seen lots of things and I'm quite aware of the violence of men. So it doesn't mm -hmm. shock me. It's not off-putting for me to read about it. I wouldn't pick up a book that said that in the title if it was. One of my questions that I'm curious about that came up through this whole discussion I had online, but should we put more trigger warnings on books? And we don't really address trigger warnings a whole lot. We try to put them out there, out there. But I personally, if there's something in a book I and I try to find it, if it's something that's really upsetting me, I just stop reading it. <laughs> it's really whatever freaking me out at the moment. But I don't want that kind of thing. I'm fine. Publishers want to put it or I'm fine if they don't. But I'm a mature adult and can choose my books as I move along. And that is probably the best way to say, no, I don't think there should be a trigger warning. Read the flap on the inside of the book. Read reviews and see what other people are saying. Stop reading it if you are triggered and don't like it. I don't think that it needs a label. And that's that's all I'm going right. to say about that. Well, I thought this title pretty much clued you in. And although we've <laughs> talked about the beautiful friendship and the lightheartedness of it, yes, it does have some pretty intense moments. Domestic yeah, violence. And, yes. and it does have, I think it's worth the read. I really think it's worth the read. Yes. I'm not by any ways or means suggesting <laughs> that you follow their revenge <laughs> method or the ones that the chicks show in the video look it's fantasy folks <laughs> we're not talking about black eyed peas it's fiction but I mean, the feeling isolated the ways that people endure you don't have to and hopefully this mm -hmm. i don't know if it'll help somebody or not but i think it brings to light a lot about it but i also really think that guys should read it too because it shows all different types of relationships and understanding of the men in, in the story and i really appreciated that we weren't just looking at the bad guy, the jerk, right. you know, the one that is horrible. I really know that those aren't all the guys that are out there. So we all know that. And so I really like that this story allowed for, if you are a young person reading this or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, 20 somethings or whatever relationship level you're at, you would be able to see yeah. inside there what's more about what relationships could be. And I really like that part about it. I thought it was really well done. I did too. When I closed it, it was like, that was a good story. Yeah. So you should read it. Definitely watch the Chicks video because it's dark humor. The Chicks video, just real quick, I will tell you, it threw me for a loop. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So when we were looking for books to read for this year and I saw this title and saw it was a revenge novel, I knew it was based on that book. And I read the flap and I was like, that would probably be... Mm -hmm. An interesting read. And I was really impressed. I figured it was going to be kitschy, dark, silly humor, like um, everyone in my family has murdered someone. I love that book. Yeah, I thought it was going to be along those lines. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was going to be a friendship story and how those friendships helped them get through some really terrible things. Yeah, it was much deeper than silly, for sure. Mm -hmm. love it. it was a great read. So, well, we could talk about this forever. I could sing you the song because I sing Goodbye Earl all the time since I showed it to you. Yes. 
<laughs> but we figure you have other things to do. Maybe bake some, brew some iced tea. Yep. It's getting ready to get warm again. I know it is. I'm going to go find plants today and tomorrow. So got to get warm. Oh, don't even get me talking about plants. It's plant time. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Same tea time. Same tea channel with another good one. You can find us in our usual places. Facebook. The Perfect Blend, our website, the-perfect-blend.com. And all your podcast spots. Do you know what I like the most about my Amazon Echo? It always reminds me every Wednesday, pops up and says, would you like to listen to The Perfect Blend today? And of course you say yes. Alexa's so sweet. <laughs> I love yep. it. That's awesome. Alrighty. Well, until next time, read, read and, and live on. on.